0: Good morning, uh, y'all probably noticed all the stuff going on. I want to take a minute and we can pray for my daughter, Taby. She's been having some trouble with seizures and we're not, we're trying to figure out we went to the doctors, trying to figure out what was going on. We don't really know why she's having them. She just had a couple of bad ones. So that's why y'all saw us going back and forth. She's all right, but I'd like to take a minute if y'all would pray with me and let's just pray for her. Uh, Lord God, I want to uh, ask that you would right now bless our church, bless this time. That we have in your word. Lord, I do pray for my sweet daughter. I ask God for your uh, hand to be on her. We pray, God, we'd figure out what's going on with this, and we pray, for God, Lord, right now that she would get better, that you would heal her, Lord. We ask that you would be with her, be with our family, God, and we love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. Um, you know, uh, it's moments like this, you know, you just kind of just lean in, you just trust God with all your heart, and that's what you have to do. Um, but the, the truth is is his word has to go out today and we're going to do that and we're, and, uh, and we're going we're to know that he is good. I want to talk to you this morning about something kind of near and dear to my heart as your pastor and your leader um, and about how, you know, there's a lot of people uh, when we think about what's coming up. We have an election coming up. It's a really important election, probably one of the most important elections of our lifetime. Um, and... A lot of Christians, a lot of believers, they, they tend to want to stay out of the realm of politics. They tend to want to not get involved. And some people, not, to the point that they don't even want to vote, you know. Well, I, really and truly, I think it's our responsibility and our duty uh, to be involved in this process because God has given us, he's blessed us with this incredible nation where we literally get to go and choose our leaders. We get to be a part of this incredible process. And so I want to just talk to you this morning about that process and about how, is it, how important it is that you and I are involved in it. So first of all, I want to read to you from the book of Romans chapter, six, I mean, chapter 13. We, we kind of have kind of surveyed Romans a little bit as we, as we studied. And last week, we talked about something that's really important. We said, do not, we we learned that we should not use our instruments, our abilities for evil, but for righteousness. And so the the God-given ability that you have, He wants you to use it for righteousness. He wants you to use your influence for righteousness, whatever whatever that influence may be. Every single one of us in this room, we have we have one influence that we have been given as Americans. Uh, to use for righteousness, and that's our right to go to the polls and vote as best you can biblical principles. And so I want to talk to you about that this morning, and, and I want to talk to you about government, what its role is, and how, and how important it is we understand that. Um, and so this is what we read. Let every person be subject to governing, governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities, resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not, this is important, godly, this, the rulers that God appointed, listen to what they should be to us. Rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no, you, would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? then do what is good, and you will receive approval. Let's read that, church. Ready? For he is God's servant for your good. So an authority appointed by God, this is important to understand, that that authority is, is for our good. And so when we see authorities that are not for our good, we've got to question where they come from. Because an authority appointed by God is doing things that are to promote the kingdom of God. And so when you see start to see the opposite, you've got to start to question, and we need to get involved in this because, like I told you, we are those that have, an, well, we have a chance or a choice to make this, this coming November 3rd. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on wrongdoers. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. Y'all are going to love this part. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed them taxes, Do who, to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, and honor to to who honor is owed. So we're called to, as believers, to be subject to authority. Uh, We're called to, as believers, to even pay taxes to the government because we're we're told to. We're, We're told to respect the government, respect the office of the president. We're told to honor those that are in this leadership position, right? But here is the thing that you and I cannot shirk, and that is, we also have this incredible ability to, to make that choice on how that happens in this great nation of ours. We don't have, we, we, we're not, we're not, we don't have a monarchy here. We have a democracy, a republic. To, we can go and vote for our leaders. So I want to talk to you about a couple of things. Um, we, this is the fight. I, I'm telling you, we're in a fight for our lives right now. We're in a fight for our life as a nation right now. And true authority comes from God. And we get to choose our leaders so look at this. It says, let, let everyone, every person be subject to governing authorities. For what does it say? For there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities, resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. Read this right here. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct but to bad. This is, well, this is the way we need to... Gauge this. You know, uh, how are our rulers and what are they doing? How are they doing things that are good and not bad? What's happening in our government today where we see, well, there's some that are actually promoting bad things, lawlessness and evil, and some that are not? We've got choices to make, and we can do that. Uh, then do what is good, and you will receive a, this approval. Now, I want to I want to take you to the the Declaration of Independence for a minute. In this next slide, and I want you to see something. This was uh, this is for us. This is um, our founding documents, and this is what it says: We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal; they are endowed by their Creator with certain Unalienable, unalienable rights. Here they are. Ready? The rights to, to, among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay, so this is our Declaration of Independence that they recognize that God has given man certain rights. They're just, we're just born with them. These rights are the right to life. Everybody say life. life. The right to liberty. Everybody say freedom. Right? And the rights to pursue happiness. Say it, pursue happiness. There we go. So what we what we have in this great nation of ours is literally a right to go out and live our life in a way that we can pursue what we want to do. We have that right to do it. We we live in a a society, a free market society where we can literally, you know, they used to ask me when I was a kid, what are you going to be when you grow up? Everybody ever ask you that? Right? I'll tell you what, I hope that that question will always be asked in this nation. That we will be able to look at children and say, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, because the truth is, in this nation, I don't care where you come from, what color you are, anything else. If you put your mind to it, you can be and do whatever you want to be in America. Right? That's the right to pursue happiness. Church. We have, we have to guard that right, right? Because, man, the foundation of our belief rides on that. Look, let, let me show you what I mean by this. Why should I be fighting the good fight? Why should I get involved? Here's, here's a good reason. Christians are called by God to influence and make an impact in the world. Americans, because of our foundational Christian values, have, been, have made an incredible impact for Christ all over the world. Here's the thing. You know, there are some out there, they're painting a picture of America as founded as an evil place. Right? They're painting a picture of America as a place that is is, is, is not good for the rest of the world. I want to tell you all something what that is. That is a lie straight from hell. This nation and our founding is founding on the belief That Jesus is our Savior. It's founded on the belief that he can save the entire world because we happen to believe that verse, that God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life, right? For he gave his son to the whole world. We believe that, right? And so, therefore, this is what has taken place in this great nation. We were founded on this idea of free market capitalism. This isn't an evil term, y'all. It's a term to where we're able to go out and make a living, seeing a need, creating a, 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 a filling that need to help us to make a living. I spent about 20 years shoeing horses off and on. There was a lot of times that fed my family. When we started this church, it fed my family, right? I mean, and it paid the bills. Uh, that was a need that, that, that I saw that, that was needed, and I went and met that need and was able to take care of my family through meeting that need. That's what free market capitalism is, right? That's kind of the it in a nutshell. But here's the thing that's happened. It's, it's created wealth in our nation. It's created us to have the ability to do what we do. And you know what else? That wasn't too long ago. By the way, we're going to be having a meeting pretty soon. Those of you that are still interested in going to Africa, we need to talk again. But that's created us uh, uh, an ability for us to go do things like that in other nations and reach the world for Christ. It's created an ability for us to send money and food and things like that to other places. This country is the most. Listen to me, and don't let anybody ever tell you different. This country is the most benevolent country that's been ever been created by God. Amen. And it's because of the what we were founded on and what we believe that for the right. Uh, the ability or the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So this is why we should be in the fight, because Jesus commanded this of us in Matthew 28, 19. Go therefore, and what? Make disciples of all the nations. That's what we've been doing for the last 200 plus years, right? Um, Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Here's another reason why. We should get in the fight. American Christians have the freedom to take action and have a voice to choose their own government in our nation, right? We have the choice to choose those who govern us. That's why you should get involved in the voting process. That's why you should go to the polls, because you actually have a voice. And you may say, well, you know, I just have one vote. Man, that one vote means so much. You just don't know. It's so important that you do, and this, and literally, this is commanded by uh, by God in the Bible. In First Peter, it says, "Let's read that." What does it say? "Live as people who are free." I want to ask you a question: Are you are you using your freedom for good? Are you putting your instruments to work to further the kingdom of God? I'm listen. I put no hope in any politician. Right? That's the truth. My hope lies only in Jesus Christ. But here's the thing. Christ, for some reason, placed me in a country where I grew up, where I have these rights to go and vote for who I want to lead me. Right? And in doing that, I better do it so much that I honor God with my vote. And that's what I'm telling you to do. All right? So we live as a people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover, but living, let's read it, ready? Living as servants of God. So that's what we're called to do, church, is in in everything we do in society, we're, the church is, okay, Jesus prayed for his disciples in John chapter 17. Uh, We call it the high priestly prayer of Christ. And you know what He prayed. He prayed the, this, in, in, and I'm going to paraphrase it. But he says, "Lord, I'm not praying that you take them out of the world, but I'm praying that you keep them from evil, and that they be in the world but not of the world." You see, we're Christ prayed for us that we're here. We're making an influence, salt and light in the world, but not of. The world, In other words, the church is not called to be separate or, or hide itself away from things that are going here. No, we're called to be involved in it, to use our influence for it. So we're supposed to live as servants of God. Here's the next one, next one, and this is one of the most important to me. And I know that you who have children and grandchildren, uh, this, is, this one's important to you as well, because this is what it says. Uh, American Christians... We have a responsibility to future generations. How many of you are worried about the America that your children are going to grow up in? Then you should get involved. And when I say that, I'm not talking about, I, listen, we shouldn't be combative about this, but use our influence. When people open a door for us to talk about it, we should talk about it. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you, you can never enter into the realm of politics with somebody. I think you should. I think it should be a responsibility to you, right? Uh, that should be something that you're willing to talk about. And not in a mean and angry way, but in a way that maybe you try to, well, Jesus, he did everything in love, right? Maybe that's the way we should do it. Look, look at this, what it says in Proverbs 13, Let, Let's read that. Ready? A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. That, that idea of, well, you know, I'm just not, not going to be involved in this. I, I'm, just, I'm out. Men, don't be that way. Um, it's important that, you, that you're involved. So that's why we should fight. Now let's talk about a few principles of how we fight. Well, what, you know, how do we choose? I mean, really, you know what? What? What, what do we base our voting on well um next slide please friend fight for the freedom to worship our god in exodus 20 verse 3 it says you shall have no other gods before me you know i want to tell you what i want to tell you just just i'm going to just flat out say it. you know what socialism is When you become a socialist nation, which there are those that are trying to push us toward that, when you become a socialist nation, what happens to you as the government becomes your God? And church, I want to warn you, don't think that they haven't been probing and trying this. It's time for us to, listen, when I say fight, I mean, it's a spiritual battle more than a physical battle, but we need to be seen and heard about this sort of thing. Look, look, at, look at what Scripture says in Hebrews. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For He who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Please read this for me. Please read it. Ready? Not neglecting to meet together, as in the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. A few months ago, we had a little thing they called it the Corona, right? I call it the Rona. I don't even, I don't give it the privilege of having a full name, right? And what we did, which I thought was the right thing at the time, now I've, I've second-guessed myself in many ways. We shut down our church for five weeks, and I preached to a little video. There it is, right there. I preached that video camera. Hello, everybody. I preached to that video camera for five weeks with nobody in here. I hated it. I mean, I didn't hate preaching. I hated no one being here. And I thought it, it really was, it all, it was, there was this kind of this darkness. You know, I just didn't like it. People weren't able to go to church and fellowship and all those things. You know, looking back on that, hindsight's twenty-twenty, right? But I thought how oppressive that was. When we live in a nation where our Declaration of Independence says that we have the right, the God-given right, to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. I want you to think about that for a minute. See, um, okay, y'all are going to think, you know what, he shouldn't be doing this in church, and perhaps I shouldn't, but I, I, I've got to, Right. now in 2016 our president that we have now was candidate trump and he said these words if i am elected i will work to bring america back to the christian values and principles that it was founded upon that's a direct quote from him now uh i believe that sometime during the Part that he walked down that escalator when he announced he was running for president. Sometime in there, I believe our president got saved. Uh, I think, uh, I believe he's a Christian. He says too many things. Uh, he stood up in a rally the other day and he said, and they said, You're the most famous person I know. And he says, No, I'm not the most. They said, You're the most famous person in the world. He said, No, I'm not. They said, Who is then? He said, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I have never. In my entire life as an American, I have never heard a president stand up for Christianity the way this one has. Now, he's rough and he's brash and he says things that drive you crazy. I know that, right? But so do I. And I think you still like me, right? Have you met Randy? Yeah. And this is what he said just the other day. We have to open our country back up. And he said this. He said, we've got to open our churches. I'm going to tell you all something, and I mean this. I don't care what happens with the Rona. These doors are never going to close again. If I if it's five people here, hey, we're going to pursue happiness. Five of us all together, praise the Lord, right? It's just listen because um, uh, we have that right, and we need to vote that right. You need to vote for someone who's going to let you exercise your freedoms. I have been a uh, for the. Let me see, one week into the mask, I was anti-mask. They're trying to take away our individuality. I'm sorry, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I. if you want to wear a mask, that's, I'm not, that's fine. But I'm telling you, there's something more to that than, ju- I believe there's something more to that than just what you see on the surface. I like seeing your smiles. And I don't like seeing your face all covered up. Some of this stuff is just a little blown out of proportion. Would you all agree? Amen. Do you think it might be that the fact that they're trying to remove some of our freedoms from us? Amen. Do you think that's going to influence your vote? Absolutely. Fight for the right for life and the rights of the unborn. I'm going to tell you something else about this president. I've never seen a president stand up for the unborn the way this one does. Amen. Never in my life. They're voiceless. They're, they have no voice. The church is the voice of the unborn. And now we have a leader of our nation that is. I think that's incredible. The Bible has so much to say about the unborn. If you ever do any research about it, it just has so much to say. But listen, listen to this psalm, 22 They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to, look at that, what what does that say? To a people yet unborn that he has done it. I mean, what are you saying? There's, There's generations to come that God wants to touch, Right? They may have already killed the baby that was going to give us a cure for corona, right? Think about it, what they're doing. Not like we're scared of it or anything, I'm just saying. You know, uh, look at what this says, this, this verse here, next slide. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel. And he commanded our fathers to teach to their children that the next generation might know them. Look at that, ready? The children yet unborn. And rise and tell them to their children. So that they should what? Should set their hope in God. And not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. We need to vote for life. I want to tell you all something. And I'm just going to say it. We have a president who's the most pro-life president we've, I've ever seen in my entire life. And we have a candidate who's pro-death on the other side. Look at this one. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor supreme or governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil, as to praise those who do good, for this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence ignorant, foolish people. Why, is, why, why did God appoint government to be in place? Is government not... For our protection. I mean, their their job is not to overreach and tell us where to go and what to do. We can go to church or we can't go to church. We can go eat in a restaurant. You can't open your which you know, listen, I, I'm not, I don't go to bars, but they have no right telling people they can't open their bar. They have no right, they they have no right doing this to us. That other candidate, he's already said that I'll shut the country down again. We can't handle that again, church. And I don't want to. So, we need to put the right person in place. Fight for constitutional law and order. Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to read that, to be ready for every good work. I've seen things in the last few months that I I cannot believe. That people are basically spitting on our Constitution and defying our local police officers. You had a candidate that said they should just shoot him in the leg. Obviously, he's never been in a situation where he had to shoot somebody. I don't want anybody to die, but I don't want to have our police officers uh, restricted to the point they can't do their job either. Perhaps defunding the police is not the answer, but more funding for the police is the answer. we've got to vote for Law and Order Church. Look, uh, I already read that one. Next slide, please. This is my closing slide for your vote. Fight for personal freedom and in individuality. In the Psalm 139, it says this, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows very well. You know what God says about you? Every single one of you, you know what he says? He said he made you special. Just like you are. God gave you your likes, your dislikes. He gave you your talents and your gifts. He gave you your handsome and beautiful face, face features. Facial features. He gave you everything you have. You're an individual made in his image. No two persons can hold up their hands and their fingerprints are the same. Isn't that incredible to think about? Because God made us individually. Beautifully and wonderfully made. President Trump stood up and he said, all children are created in the image of God. And they all have a right to be safe and protected and have the opportunity to go and be what they want to be when they grow up. right? But then there's that other side of the coin that says no one is special. Everybody put on a mask and hide your face. We're gonna create a government where everybody does the same thing, and we're gonna we're gonna and they're lying to you when they tell you you're gonna get everybody's gonna get health care and all these things because we're all just a bunch of sheep that follow. And and then, in government, will tell us what to do. Give us our marching orders. You're not, you're not an individual, so you're not smart enough to take your own money and do what you need to do with it, to, to provide for your family, make a living, pro- buy your own health insurance. You're not, you're evidently not smart enough to do that. So you have to give it all to the government so that they can redistribute it, and because they're smarter with your money than you are because you're not an individual. You're not smart enough to know that, well, I'm gonna go to church today and I'm not gonna worry about coronavirus or anything else. We, we need the government to tell us how to protect ourselves and to do what's right. Because they don't look at you as an individual. But that's not what God sees. God created you to be an individual, right. collective in His church to serve Him. You know, it's amazing. Uh, I'm going to close with this thought, but the Bible tells us in the book of 1 Corinthians that there's one body, but many members. There's one Holy Spirit, many gifts. And God placed every member into the body just as he sees fit. The Bible tells us we're individuals working together in a place to glorify God. And that's exactly what you are. You're not a bunch of sheep. Vote your individuality. Vote for your freedom. Thomas Paine said these words. Those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must, like men, undergo the fatigue of supporting it. We're not on autopilot anymore. There are things we've got to do to be sure that this nation is preserved for those that are coming coming behind us. I just want to encourage you To evoke the scripture as close as you possibly can. I'm going to ask our guys to come up and we're going to close in a song. But before they get here, I want to talk to you just one last thing. I never want to leave a service without this. this. Maybe you came in here. You heard all this. And you didn't understand that God made you as an individually in his own image. And... He loves you so much. But the Bible says that he gave his son Jesus. And and he sacrificed himself on a cross for your sin and my sin. And today, he wants to give you eternal life if you trust in that. Jesus rose again on the third day, overcame death. That's why all our hope's in him. This morning, maybe you need to put your hope in Christ for your salvation. As everybody bows their head and closes their eyes. I just want to pray a simple prayer with you to trust Jesus as your Savior if you've never done that before. You have an opportunity today to give him your heart so that he'll save your soul. As I pray, you pray, just... Just pray with me, pre- repeat after me, and God will save you if you mean this prayer. He'll come right into your life as we pray. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I believe you died on the cross for my sin. And I believe you died on the cross for my sin. I repent, I repent, and I ask you to forgive me for my sin. I ask you to forgive me for my sin. I believe you rose again on the third day. I believe you rose again on the third day. And you hold eternal life. You hold eternal life. And you can give it to me. You can give it to me. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to come into my heart. And save my soul. Save my soul. And it's in your mighty name. It's in your mighty name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I proclaim. I proclaim. I'm saved. I am saved. Lord God, I want to thank you for those that prayed with me and ask that you would bless them. I pray, God, that um, if someone here for the very first time gave their heart to you, Lord, you'd help us to be able to reach out to them and show them who you are even more. I thank you for that. And it's in Jesus' name I pray, Amen. amen. This morning, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to do something for me as you leave.